All right, wait a couple seconds in so the quality picks back up. Yes. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to MMA Island. I'm Zach Harkness, and today I'm joined by the rising bantamweight champion and recent UFC signing, Menel Capa. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, today I get I have the um, Uzada in Thailand to make my tests for uh, for drug tests, and everything everything's clean. Everything's good for this fight. You take the COVID test yet, or is that later on? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, later. All right. So I want to get into the first question here. And first question I have is, uh, how is your training at AKA Thailand? Because obviously you are very multinational, born in Angola, raised in Portugal, fighting in Japan, yeah. and training in Thailand. What made you mm -hmm. choose AKA Thailand? And how do you think your career has progressed in your time training at AKA Thailand? My training in Thailand is very good. You know, I have... Um, no many partners like in many gyms like uh, uh in in america you you can see uh, many teams with uh, a lot of a lot of fights um a lot of partners for training uh it's good yeah you have uh, uh every time different di di different different sparrings but here in thailand it's good why uh we are a small team we are a small team but we focus in the tiles you know we focus, uh, the coach focus 100% in, in us. We uh, so When somebody have fight, we have focused in this fight. Uh, we just uh, three or four, and we do a, a, a well job. We have uh, um, the, um, the coach all time, all, uh, every time in, in looking for us, see what mistakes we, we do and what we can change. So um, it's it's very good, and I my progress every times go up every every fight every every fight um, I go up in 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 levels. Right. So how would you say like what parts of your MMA game and your just overall skill set do you think has improved the most over your time training in Thailand? I improve uh, on all, you know. I uh, I cannot say that. Uh, look, I improve more here or no because we do everything. We do everything, and uh, I I push I push uh, I push myself very hard for be the best in every different categories of MMA, boxing, Muay Thai, or Jiu Jitsu or wrestling. Every time I do, I push myself very very hard for be the best and for be a master in everything what I do. So I think that I improve in all 100%. All right, so coming, I wanna talk about your future coming into the UFC. Now, coming mm. from Ryzen to the UFC, there are going to be a lot of differences. One of those are being that the fights are gonna take place in, a, uh, in the octagon, which is a cage mm. instead of a roped ring. What are some of the differences you're expecting in fighting in uh, the octagon compared to the cage? For me, for me, it's not um, it's not new fighting in octagon. All my life, I fight in octagon. After the fighting in Ryzen, so for me, is a is good feeling because I like more fighting octagon than than ring. It's so bad fight MMA in a ring. Uh, will be uh, uh, again a good experience fighting octagon because I really want fighting octagon. I'm tired of fighting in a ring. 
So you think that you're going to be a better version of yourself fighting in the octagon? Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. That's, uh, that's going to be exciting to see. Now, another mm-hmm. change is that the UFC will not allow you to wear the wrestling shoes that you used against Kai Asakura back in your last fight. So why did you mm-hmm. choose to wear these shoes in the fight? Because it's not a very conventional choice. And are you still confident you know, in not being able to use them going into the UFC? Um, uh, fight with shoes because I, I get um, a lot of injuries in my foot, you know. In a training all time, every every fight camps I have an injury to my foot, so it's like uh, a course. I don't know what's happened in all my fight camps. Uh, my foot become swollen, uh, something my joints uh, in wrestling or in kick. All times I need to stop one week or two weeks for for recovery. So I start to use the shoes for be more comfortable. Because my the pains with what I feel in my in my in my foot. So, do you think that in the fights that you had to wear the shoes, even in the ones you won, you think your performances would be a bit better because you would have that added ability to kick? Because I assume you're not allowed to kick when you wear the shoes. Um, no, uh, it's same. Look, it's it's same for me. Not nothing changed. Nothing changed. Uh, just in rising, the the ring is very um, uh, sleep all, a lot, sleep a lot, and the, the maybe the shoes uh, work work good on on the ring. But I think in that octagon will be it will be okay. Will be okay. I, I think so too. Even though the uh, octagon in Fire Island looked really slippery with all the fighters falling down. Now, um, yeah. Did you think the shoes at all gave you an advantage or like an added bonus in your fight with Kai Asakura recently? Any, any advantage. All, ad, all advantage that I have is uh, that uh, I make a good work. I stood very well Asakura. I know him from first fight. And uh, so the most important and uh, uh, the key of my game is my my intelligence. I'm so smart, so I can I can improve. I can be whatever I want. I can be a wrestler. I can be a jiu-jitsu guy. I can be a striker. So I change in this fight a lot. I tricky is is mine and uh, taking down fake takedowns and uh, fake kicks and uh, knock out him like I said second round. So in your first fight with Kai Asakura, it went to a split decision. And when you got your hands on him again, you knocked him out in the second round. Now, what are some of the changes you made? And what did you learn from the first fight with him that made you like bring different adjustments into the second fight that pretty much secured you that victory? First, I won the, the first fight. Yeah, everybody I agree. See, but... <laughs> everybody see, he, you can see his face. He... When the judge put his hands in up, he really don't believe that he won this fight, but it's okay. Uh, I think what changed uh, when I moved for Thailand, you know, because I was training in Angola. I moved uh, um, from Angola, from Portugal, from Angola, and stayed training, but uh, just training with one guy. We we don't have uh, all this uh, stuff that I have in Thailand. Uh, <clears throat> it's very, very, we, we just have a, a good sacrifice, you know, we are uh, tough guys, but this is not all in this sport, you know, you need to have everything for sport you. 
And uh, what changes my mood for talent? You know, I have everything here for feel good, for recovery. And uh, I have a big team. Uh, everybody work for my success. So this is what changed. I just uh, need a good place, you know, um, <clears throat> a great, great academy. So, and I will do the, another work. So coming from a small gym in Angola to one of the largest gyms in AKA Thailand is obviously a pretty big change. How did you find your, how did um, AKA Thailand come on your radar and like how, when did you decide to switch? You know, just I come here for vacation, you know, I, I came here for vacation and uh, just come for some training for the for stop. And uh, they see my skill. They want that I stay here. This happened like, like that, you know. They see my skills and uh, uh, they know that I fight in rising. So it's good, good, uh, good opportunity for me and for AKA have me and uh, and I have AKA. So it's a it's a good it's a good couple. So you're you're not planning on leaving AKA Thailand anytime soon. Uh, no, I'm good. Why, 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 why change? I don't have these mentality. The many fighters that jump here, jump here, jump. No, I'm, I'm still on my team. You know, I'm still. Uh, this is my team. Uh, I have my team team in Portugal. You know, I don't. I believe in work of AKA. So we are a big team. We have AKA in, in US, where I can to fight uh, training. And uh, change a little bit my 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 partner of training, so it's okay. I have uh, I have everything. Why why change? Everything's work. I'm a world champion by AKA. So yeah. And would you ever consider training in you know any of the AKA affiliates in like the main gym in San Jose with all the other guys there? Uh, it's it's a it will be a good experience. It will be a good experience and uh, for. Um, Test myself, you know, with another another fighter in the world. But like I say, it's it's same. It's just training. It's for I prove. It's for I learn. You know. Yeah. So mm. I want to move into the next question. And one interesting mm. thing that happened in your tenure with Ryzen was your apparent beef with a former UFC fighter Ian McCall. What fueled mm. the mutual dislike? And do you think your issues were solved in that fight? Sorry. Sorry. Can you repeat. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I said, what do you think caused the um, mutual dislike between you and Ian McCall, and do you think your issues were settled in the fight? Look, um, <laughs> it's it's funny, but um, I really I, my fight with uh, the Ian McCall, you know, um, he come for he came for for kill, you know, he come for kill me. And I come for fight, for play. You understand me? This is different between be, between me and the uh, Yamakal. You know, he's an emotional fighter. I'm not emotional. I don't bring any emotion on fight. I'm just fucking win and uh, put my game right. Uh, about the the victory, I win easy. I win like I say. I will in uh, uh, Yamakal on first round. I know that he don't. He don't uh, react very good with guys like me. They talk a lot. That uh, can come in, in his mind all time. And uh, the result is uh, by my knee, where everybody see. You know, they talk about the the rope. Like 
nobody in history in MMA uh, caught by a rope, and he wants to say that he's one rope. He say because the um, the the guys that commence the fight, they say, oh, is is rope or is knee? Is rope? So they for defense, Yamakal, for defense. So they say rope, but everybody saw that my knee is very strong and fuck his head. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, that's true. And Ian McCall was like during that time he was like a very big step up in competition for you, as you know he fought for mm. very close to a UFC belt. Were you excited to test yourself against a fighter of that quality and to see like where you personally were in your MMA career? Of course, of course, this is what make me excited and give me motivation. Like uh, all time uh, in rising, I say give me a big dog. Every time uh, when they want somebody like uh, nobody, I, I reject many fights from Rising. I just want to fight uh, with the big dogs for proof myself. This is this is what I what I like because this is what make give me motivation for wake up in the morning and go training because I know that uh, some some something big come you know and uh, this give me motivation for training for wake up for it clean and stay focused on my in my job and so like i do and uh, i can make these big big uh, big dogs look easy in fights look like amateurs yeah yeah so uh, outside of the ufc you probably have one of the better competitive records you know you were saying you fight those big dogs and that's certainly true with people like kyoji horiguchi you know and uh mm. kaya sakura um, Takeya Mizugaki. So what do you think uh, those advantages bring you, finding that really good competition outside the UFC? What do you think that helps you with, you know, when you're going into a bigger promotion, when you've already fought guys of that caliber before? You know, it's not about, it's not about the promotion. It's not about organization because uh, it's about what you work uh, and it's about if you believe in yourself. You understand? It's not about the promotion because you don't will fight against promotion. You know what I mean? You don't will fight against UFC or Rising. You will fight against some guy that work hard to, you know what I'm saying, for staying better position than you. you know Many people, oh, I will fight in UFC more competition. Yes, yes, yes. But you don't will fight against UFC. You will fight against another fighter, same than you. You know what I'm saying? You just need to work more than him. So for being successful and for 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 winning the fight, right now I want to move into the next question. And as a natural mm. flyweight, you fought your entire rising career at a weight class above because of the competition in it, and you said you wanted to fight the best of the best. After all this yes. time at one thirty-five, do you think your one twenty-five cuts will be easier or harder? And what advantages or disadvantages do you see yourself having at one twenty-five in the UFC with all the experience you had at a weight class above in rising? I have one. I have um, I, before I fight in uh, flyweight, but yeah, it's a good question. Before I, I was more young. I can cut uh, weight easy before because before I uh, in my day I was in one twenty five, one twenty five, and now it will be a, a good a good uh, good experience for me and for my body. Come back from flyweight. Because I'm fighting all this time on Balta weight, because the names that have in the, the competition, the strong guys all, they are in Balta weight, 
but no will be a different no will be different we'll have a good cut weight and uh, the most important thing in my in this camp in the this um, this journey of my life from flyweight will be the my nutrition you know my nutrition i now i'm eat very clean uh, any any um, day sheet just clean 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 so um and uh, and for future move again for from bottom weight so when's the last time you actually made the cut down to 125 i have uh, one time i do one time in in the rising um i don't remember but i um, i i fight from fly weight one time one time i think one time so with all the you know with all the success you had at Bantamweight at Ryzen, mm. what was the decision process like in to choose to fight at flyweight in the UFC? And did you consider fighting at uh, Bantamweight in the UFC? Because I know you called out Cody Garbrandt, but you know you said you're going to fight at flyweight. So at the time, did you think that you were going to fight at Bantamweight or flyweight when you first signed with the UFC? My strategy about um, about flyweight and bantamweight is is that. I can, I can take 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 over this division from flyweight, and go up from bantamweight. You know, this is my strategy. Uh, so I'm young. I can cut my weight very good from flyweight, and then move up for, from bantamweight. This is my strategy. I know, I know that now I can fight in bantamweight, but uh, I just want to take uh, take care of this division, make this division great, and make people talk about this division, flyweight division. This is what I want. Uh, be the man that will make uh, this division more exciting. This is my, my strategy, my plan. So do you think that, you know, being a much bigger flyweight than a lot of other UFC flyweights, do you, are you kind of banking on the fact that you're going to have a big strength advantage and being a lot bigger and stronger than these other guys in the UFC flyweight division? Of course, of course. Not just bigger. I'm more. I'm more fast than these these guys. You know, I saw the the fight from the number one and five ranking. I'm more fast. I'm more stronger and more smart. Of course, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, I'm. I'm kind of agree with that. Now, um, you are making your debut on a very big card in UFC 252, mm. but this is not yeah. the first massive event you fought on. Uh, do you think that your experience in fighting in huge events for Ryzen is going to help you not have nerves for debuting on a massive UFC pay-per-view event? Uh, be ser- uh, be um, uh, true. I never be, be um, nervous in any fight. I never be nervous. I don't have this, in, this emotion. Uh, my last fight, uh, 20, 22,000 people on Saitama Super Arena main event. Um, I like fight again uh, in front of fans and many fans. Now will be different because not have any fans. You know, I like feel the noise of people scream and uh, scream my name and talk. I like these things with emotion. Uh, of course, uh, I have this experience, the big experience, and I, I, I know how to how to work. Uh, how to work my emotion on on these times. 
So do you think that fighting in front of uh, no fans when you love to fight in front of tons is going to, I don't know, make a difference in the way you approach your fight week at all? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe make some difference. I like more fighting uh, in front of a lot, a lot of people, you know. Maybe, maybe not. We, we will see. We will see. Um, I'll so you say that you don't, you know, feel nervous when you're going into your fights, but obviously there has to be some emotions there, right? What kind of emotions do you usually feel in the back right before you're about to walk out for one of your fights? Only thing that I think before the fight is how I will celebrate my victories. This is the only thing that I think. How I will celebrate my victories. <laughs> well, um, in the stretch of December 2017 to December eight, uh, 2018, you had the only mm. negative stretch in your career going one and three, but afterwards you rebounded and went on a win streak, avenging your loss to Kaya Sakura to claim the Ryzen Bantamweight Championship. What are the mm. reasons for the negative stretch that happened, and what changes did you make to go on the incredible run that you're on now? Mm. I think it's my other part of life, you know. Um, I'm focusing all the things in not in fight, you know, and the late many things I uh, I left many trainings, you know, don't training uh, more parties, you know, more <laughs> things that fighters cannot do, you know, and uh, not stay focused. And I think the, these uh, my lose against. Um, um, I remember the name in uh, uh, Uka Sasaki. I think these laws make me open my eyes and uh, focus on my on my career. You know, I think um, many fighters have this. I was very successful in Japan, uh, make good money, you know, and uh, people recognize me a lot. So I think uh, I let a little bit my focus down and focusing on the things that is not important, you know. So now I'm focusing what is important is my career. And uh, when I focus, when I stay focused, I know that nobody can, can, can win, I guess. Yeah, because we've seen what you can do when you're very, very focused. You know, you're going on these runs, capturing championship belts. So let's yeah. say that you're the focused version of yourself going into that stretch from 2017 to 2018. Do you see yourself mm -hmm. winning all those fights? And if you fight your whole career with your, you know, your focused mindset, do you see yourself in the UFC a lot earlier than you are now? Yeah, if I focus myself on 100%, I will be the most successful fighter that ever seen UFC 100% believe. So do you think that the version of yourself now is going to conquer the UFC the same way yeah. you would if you were going to yeah. be focused the just the entire way through your career? Yes, yes. This is this is what I want. This is what I really believe is what I really want in my life and uh, I'm I'm more mature, more more focused and uh, yeah, more professional. So obviously, you know, the UFC is probably the biggest stage in MMA, right? It's, it's huge. Yeah. So do you think mm. that your experience of kind of letting fame get to your head for a little bit, that experience is going to help you not let it happen to you in the UFC if you win? Because, you know, if you win in the UFC, you get your name on a lot of more people's radars, right? You become a lot more famous. Do you think that your experience going through that in Japan is going to help you going through that in the UFC? 
yeah it will help me a lot um uh i don't will uh, make more, more mistakes in my life uh in my life and in my career uh i have this experience so i learn i learn uh a lot from my experience and i know that uh, not will can stop me any anything famous money or something like that not yes yeah. if i if i want so um i want to speaking about you ufc 252 i want to get your thoughts on your opponent hogerio bonturin from what you have seen from him so far what do you think he does well and what do you think you do better than him and uh, according to you how do you think this fight is going to play out um you know Roger is a good fight it's a good fighter but it's just one more fight is nothing special that i saw before you know he'll show me nothing different that i don't saw our fight before with fighters more strong than him more smart than him uh with better cardio than him i think he, he need he need to work a lot his cardio you know if you people people saw my fight i have a lot of cardio my cardio stopped go up in second round and uh yeah he's a good fight he have a good jiu-jitsu but he's not all this you know uh, i believe that i will i will finish him on second round by ko by second KO. round oh, that's your round that's second round. round yeah that's my that's, that's my round i believe me i, I just uh, my machine start to warm up when I warm up, nobody, nobody, nobody can pass the second round. I will smash him on second round a lot because I know that he don't will have cardio, any cardio for um, for follow my game, and I will be a, a fighter like a ghost. You know, I will beat him in body, head, uh, change change my move, change size, and he don't will see me. He will fight against some ghost. And you, when you cannot see the, your, your opponent, believe me, your fight, it's over. Yeah. Well, obviously, his game plan is probably going to be to take you down and submit you. And I'm sure you and your camp know that already, right? So what, what steps are you and your team making to get your submission defense ready so he has no chance in hell of beating you? It's not about, um, uh, it's, it's not about defense uh, submissions. If uh, the fight... Uh, go down go go down uh, i will use my jiu-jitsu very well people cannot forget that i have uh, five uh, five fights to finish and i have nine i want to have 50 50 percent of my chaos and my submit so if the fight go in the floor in um um on jiu-jitsu fire uh, 100 percent i have jiu-jitsu for him <laughs> And uh, uh, I will su submit him 100%. Right. Now, um, looking forward, if you beat Rogerio Bonturin in your UFC debut, mm. who do you have in your crosshairs? I mean, I know you've talked about a fight with Cody Garbrandt at 135, but it seems like you're going to be staying at 125 for now. So at 125, who are some of the names that you're looking at that you really want to get a fight with? Uh, the next fight, maybe... For, for for belt man, I'm I'm ready. They they should make this fight because I'm a uh, rising rising ex rising champion. Eh? So they should make this fight against the champion. The next fight on Davison and Benavides. So it will be a 
a good fight for test who is the best, you know, the flyweight. I'm original flyweight. So, um, do you think like the Ryzen connect? Like, obviously, we saw your Ryzen champion, like not friend, but like compa- like compatriot Jiri Prohaska get his big knockout in his fight against Volkan Esdemir. Do you think that his performance is giving more people more respect to champions from your organization as they come over to the UFC? Of course, everybody know what is Ryzen. Everybody know what kind of elite fighters have been Ryzen. You know? Uh, I can talk. I don't get talk uh, by myself. Every UFC fighter that's coming rising, I fuck his up. You know, like I say, it's not. Uh, it's not about the organization. It's not about if you are in UFC or rising. It's about who you are. You know, it's about how you prepare yourself. So I want to move in to the next question. And obviously you're entering the UFC with title aspirations and you have the skills to get the belt. Now looking at the title fight uh, taking place this Saturday between Davison Figueredo and Joseph Benavides, which one would you prefer a fight with out of those two? Just for like, not because you would think one is easier, just because you'd prefer to fight one over the other. Um, Which one of those would you want to fight? And how long do you see yourself in the 125 title picture? Um, seriously, just I just want to get uh, who have the belt, you know. Just want to have who have the belt. I saw the last fight, uh, um, Figueiredo. Figueiredo won the won the fight, just missed the weight. I think he, he probably will, will, will win this fight, and uh, yeah, maybe Figueiredo will fight with him. That would be a very fun fight indeed. Now, a thing that happened in the fight was, yeah, he did indeed miss weight. And this is like your mm. first time cutting down to 125 in a while. Do you have any concerns whatsoever about uh, missing, uh, making the weight, like at all? I never miss the weight. All the time I do my, my work very professional and I never miss the weight. And it's not in UFC that I will, make, I will miss my weight. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. You want to make yourself have the best yeah. first impression because, you know, it's yeah. the big promotion. And if you make weight, like knock out Jose Bontrin, you're definitely in there talking with the top of the division. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So um, after your win over Asakura, you obviously shot yourself into the high level of the MMA stratosphere in terms of fan recognition and all those other things. Did you immediately know that you were going to switch promotions after that fight and which other promotions reached out to you, and how long did it take for the UFC to contact you? Uh, the, the UFC contacted me after after one week or two weeks, the, the my fight, you know. Uh, <clears throat> my, uh, my opinion, my choice is about uh, become more successful fighter, you know, not just in Japan. But uh, in US too, you know, and uh, I want that people recognize that uh, I'm the most smart fighter in the world. It's what I want that people see, and uh, and uh, some see my game, you know, and uh, love the watching my fights. So, did any other promotions reach out to you, like Bellator, One Championship, PFL? Any of those guys reach out to you? Yeah, I have many, many other organizations that uh, that um, offering a good, uh, good contract. But this is not important for me. The most important is staying, uh, staying, uh, is staying in UFC. 
if not UFC, I would stay in Horizon, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Like, did you have any, after that, did you have any thoughts like maybe I should stay in Ryzen, avenge some of those fights that I lost? Or was it immediately like, I want to go up, up, up to the higher levels of MMA? Yeah, this is what I want. Go up, 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 up in life. Yeah. So um, going into a new promotion where you could be elite in two separate weight classes, your future is real, kind of hard to predict. Where do you see yourself mm. in three years in terms of your career? Well, I'm seeing a very rich, very rich uh, get champion of flyweight division, you know. Um, I see myself a uh, uh, great successful man in business and in my, in my, in my career uh, like a fighter. So would you ever consider going for the 135-pound belt as well in the UFC? Of course. Of course, 135 is the division that I might, I think myself that is the best division of the UFC where I have more, um, more uh, excited fighters. So, of course, I want to I wanna, I wanna swim in this, uh, in this pool a lot of sharks, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so you've always been that guy who's wanted to face the top competition. And obviously, if you get the flyweight title, you'll probably want to go for two belts, become a double champion. Now, a lot of double champions, they just skip straight to the title fight. You know, they just skip right to the champion. But I would see you as the type of guy who would want to fight the contenders of the division above you before. Would, if you had the uh, opportunity to go for the 135-pound belt, would you skip right to the champion right away or prove yourself against those other contenders before taking that shot? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Maybe just the future can can say this. We will see about the is everything depend about the the contract. You know, for me, it's about everything is about business. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited to watch you in the UFC. And unfortunately, that's all the questions I have for today, or I should mm -hmm. say tonight at this point. I would like to thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like thank to say to the people out there? Thank you so much, and tell for every flyweight uh, on the, this division, every flyweight that Manel is coming. Manel is coming, flyweights. You heard it here first. And again, I would like to thank Manel Capa for joining me today, and I would like to thank you, the viewer, for watching this interview. I've been Zach Harkness with MMA Island. I will see you all in the next one.